0: What is going on one word people my name is Nick and we are back with episode two of season two of the one word podcast today we are listening to an interview that Josh did with Justin Most we promise you're going to want to write down some stuff that this man has to say because it is heat so if you guys enjoy the one word podcast leave a review for us on apple podcasts On Spotify, wherever you listen, share it on social media. We greatly appreciate that. But for now, let's tune in to Josh and Justin. Here we go.
1: All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the One Word Podcast. We are so excited today because I have an amazing guest with me. His name is Justin Moss. Justin, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing awesome, Josh. Thanks for letting me be on the show, dude. Oh, we
1: are so glad to have you! I am thrilled for our listeners to get to hear from you. And I guess we owe a shout out to my fiance Haley Harrell yes. for uh, connecting us. We so, do. She's awesome yes. too. Yes, she is. So Justin is in Northern Indiana, and here's a little bit about Justin before we dive in. Justin, I'm just gonna brag on you for a second. So, oh, okay. <laughs> awesome. Well, Justin founded Lead, Michiana, and Lead USA, which are in Northern Indiana's largest leadership events. And he has shared the stage with world-renowned speakers such as John Maxwell and Eric Thomas. Uh, Justin is also the founder of Entree Legacy Group and a certified EOS implementer. And he also helped launch Five Star in 2004, a nonprofit organization with the mission to inspire students to live to their fullest potential. So um, Justin, thanks so much for being with us and sorry if I missed anything. (laughs)
2: No, you're totally good, dude. That's more than an intro than we need. So I'm here to serve you, man. What's up?
1: Awesome. Well, hey, one of the things I mentioned was a a pretty cool nonprofit organization named Five Star. And uh, do you mind sharing with our listeners a little bit about that?
2: Yeah. So at the end of the day, um, my brother was a youth pastor and I was a business guy. And I remember telling the Lord, Lord, I, I don't know what you want me to do. But Seth has this passion for students. And this is back 15 years ago. And I said, I'm going to help him and tell you. Tell me what to do, right? So it's just a. I'm a faith-based guy, so just having a conversation, me and the Lord, and um, Seth uh, and I. We created these five core values: courage, respect, integrity, responsibility, and sacrifice. And we believe that it's the mindset of people. It culture eats strategy for lunch. And so, if your if your life sucks, it's probably because of your mindset. It's probably not because of the external stuff of your life, right? So, so we just believe that, man, if we could get the, the mindset of these students thinking about how do I live more courageous, how do I live you know with more responsibility, their life goes up and to the right. And so we developed this uh basically it's a character leadership development program where we're teaching core values with an after-school program, and we we infused coaching because Seth and I both played some college basketball and we we love coaching students. And so Seth was a youth pastor, I was a financial advisor, we both kind of left our careers and we started this thing with a couple friends, and it literally grew from five volunteers and 50 students back in 2004 or five to today. Seth has a video curriculum. I think he's impacting 14,000 students a week
0: across the country,
2: and I'm telling you what, there's evidence that the, the dropout rate, it's like ridiculous and most of these kids are dropping out the number one reason is because they say their their teacher failed to inspire them and in business it's super interesting because the number one things that drive people crazy about their boss is they say my boss failed to inspire me and so we have literally there's a there's an inspiration gap that leaders are not helping their followers grab a hold of whatever is it that they're teaching or wherever they're working and so five star was kind of a a tool that the public schools have used to help these students' mindset take control and take ownership. So many kids have an entitlement philosophy or their things happen to me like, woe is me. And so we're like, no man, you can take control of your life by owning these five core values. And so it's it's been a phenomenal mission and kids' lives are being transformed all over the country. And it was super fun to be a part of getting that thing off the ground, I think. When I left, uh, they were impacting about 2,500 students a week. So they've grown tremendously. And I think they had like 300 volunteers. And they've got this beautiful ranch. I mean, they've got horses. They've got one of the largest adventure ropes courses in the Midwest. It's just a cool, cool group of people doing some amazing work.
1: That is so cool. Thanks for sharing that with me and our listeners. That's awesome. Yeah. And I love hearing some of the mission side and the core value side and how that correlates to what we're trying to do at OneWord. And I loved how one of the words you talk about is courage and how that was our very first word. I love oh, that. really? Yeah. That was one yeah. of your first words. Oh, that's that was very our, cool. Our first one. Courage why is my life your word. First word. Courage is my life word. So that's why I wanted to start with that word with one word. So And I think it's so crucial, right? Like my mom gave me the verse when I was born, Joshua nine. And, uh, you know, it talks about being strong and courageous. And I think, man, if there's anything that's missing in our world today, it's courage. And so I want to fill that gap as much as I can and inspire others to do so.
2: I love so, it. That's cool.
1: Justin, enough of me talking. Let's keep hearing from you. Um, <laughs> what, <laughs> what has your journey been so far to get to where you are?
2: So, um, I, I've always had a passion for, for Jesus in business. So my dad was a, a, a youth for Christ director. So he was working with students. We had you know Bible studies in our house. We, we my dad had a little half court basketball court in the backyard, and I was always like following all the big kids. And I've always had a passion for work. And deep deep in me, there's this connect the dots between business and Jesus. And I think that the the church community, the church as a whole, has really struggled to grab the hearts of business people. And I remember because I grew up as a, I would say we grew up fairly poor because my dad was a youth pastor. And so I remember talking to God saying, man, Lord, how come a business person doesn't get behind this ministry that my dad is a part of in like so much thing, so many things could happen if they had the right funding. And so I, uh, I read a book by a guy by the name of, uh, Stanley Tam, he wrote a book called God owns my business. And I read that when I first started at Edward Jones, I was 23 years old. I'm a, I'm a college dropout. I played a little bit of college ball and I left. In the middle of the season, like, I am not a quitter, dude, but I left in the middle of the season, and I remember telling the Lord, I'm like, you know, I don't I don't even know what I want to do with my life, and I for sure don't want to go into a ton of debt until I realize the path that I want to go down. And if, Lord, if, if I need a degree to do what I want to do, what you've called me to do, then I'll go back and get it, but I'm going to go to work. And so I've just always had this passion for business and Jesus. What would it look like if there was a guy that really loved Jesus, dialed it in, and built businesses for the kingdom? So that's that's kind of like a passion that's been my journey. So when I was with Edward Jones, I built an office from scratch, left that as soon as they offered me limited partnership, I, I kind of realized I didn't really love that work, but I love the people side. And so when I left that, uh, that's when Seth and I started that character and leadership youth mentoring program. And then I did that for about seven years. And after seven years of fundraising, and seven years of youth ministry which i never wanted to be in youth ministry i just wanted to help fund it i remember telling the lord man help me find a business that is low barrier to entry and high profitability so i can take care of my family and fund this mission that i'm passionate about And so literally that's what i did so eight years ago now i started a leadership training company and i've been speaking training coaching and bringing in leaders and having as much influence as god will give me
1: that is so cool Thanks for uh, sharing with our listeners some of your journey there, right? Like you didn't have it all figured out along the way.
2: No, not not
1: at all. That's awesome. I appreciate you sharing that because there's some younger listeners in our crowd and they might think like, I have no idea what I want to do, what's going on. And it's cool to hear you even be vulnerable and say, I'm not a quitter, but I had to drop out and figure out what I wanted to do.
2: Yeah. You know, and my coach, he was the youngest college coach in America at the time. Great guy. I loved him. And he said, you know, Justin, you're really going to regret this someday. And I'm going to be honest with you, Josh. I've not regretted one ounce there because I believe that that I don't know the future, right? But I do believe that God has plans that are exceedingly abundantly more than I could ever ask or imagine. And I just believe that if I'm faithful to take steps and I'm leaning in the best of my abilities and I'm trying to listen to God, then he's going to open doors that nobody else can open and he's going to shut some doors. Mm-hmm, and I, right. I refuse. So, so if anybody's listening to this, I refuse to let the enemy beat me up over past failures or past mistakes. Like I've made hundreds of mistakes. And for the people that get beat up and 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 like they talk themselves down, they miss the opportunity of what's next in front of them because they're so concerned about the mistake they made in the past. And mm. so for me, it was like, I guess you have to endure a whole bunch of failure before you realize failure is a part of victory. Mm, that's so and, good. And so for me, it's like, dude, stop beating yourself up over the wrong turn yesterday. You can make a right turn today. That's right.
1: Man, you nailed it, Justin. Thanks so much for sharing that. That wasn't even a part of the plan to be in this, but
2: thanks for sharing that, man. <laughs> Sorry, that was great. The nope, that's You're even gonna better. You're getting a lot of tangents with me, man. That is
1: even better, <laughs> man. I love that. That's so good. Oh, man. Hey, so our mission statement at One Word is to choose it, rep it, and live it. And your kind of like life mission or your mission statement is success loves discipline. Do you mind kind of expanding on that for our listeners?
2: Yeah, so uh, this is a little embarrassing, but there, the, the whole idea, success loves discipline, is I was um, I was reading the Bible one day and I was stuck. I, I was not getting where I wanted to go. I, I was a massive procrastinator. So what I mean by that is I built a successful practice with Edward Jones. Uh, they offered me limited partnership, but I was, I was one of those guys that didn't, I wasn't disciplined. I didn't plan anything. I just took this ball of energy, And I threw it around and I wasted an enormous amount of time. And so I'm reading the Bible one day and it's, I forget the scripture verse, but it basically talked about the fruits of the spirit. And you have all these amazing words like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, and the last freaking word is self-control. And I guess the timing was perfect because I read the fruits of the spirit and it said self-control. It didn't say Holy Spirit control. It said self-control, and then as I started to dive in, I was deeply convicted, and I said, you know what, if that's a fruit of the Spirit, then I'm going to develop self-control in my life. Josh, biggest game-changer of my life, biggest game-changer of wherever I want results, success, wherever I want success in my marriage, in my relationship with my kids, in my finances, in my health, everything great that has come to me outside of God's gift of salvation has been a result of me falling in love with discipline. And and it doesn't matter, dude, where you wanna go, if you wanna elevate your game to the highest levels, you have to fall in love with the disciplines required to achieve in that category. Mm. Marriage, finances, health, uh, job, career, business, all that stuff is better when you love discipline. That's
1: huge, that's huge. A lot of people love, you know, a lot of people made fun of Joel Embiid a few years ago when he talked about the process, right? But I feel like the process and discipline are so intertwined. Like if you're not willing to be disciplined, then you're never gonna see any success in certain areas of your life. And I love how you address that. It covers all areas of your life, not just success financially or in business, but
2: everywhere. it's, It's success love discipline. Like when I decided that I wanted to do that seven mile open water swim, The only way I could achieve that was ridiculous discipline of learning how to swim, learning how to breathe comfortably, and then learning how to have the endurance to actually swim seven miles straight. You just can't achieve that saying, oh, I think I'm going to swim seven miles. It requires discipline.
1: That's right. So, Justin, it's no secret that the whole world is looking different right now. Um, It's a crazy time to be alive. Um, So I just wanted to ask you, what's one pivot that you've made during quarantine or during this crazy season of life?
2: So uh, n- number one, um, your word of courage, uh, per- perfect love, cast out fear, and and the other line that's been super helpful for me, and I had this way before coronavirus, but uh, Darren Hardy taught me a line, and it's this: control the controllables. Dude, there's so much stuff with coronavirus that we cannot control, and if I have my joy and I have my success all tied on whether coronavirus Is going to do a restart or whether it's not like I'm screwed. So I refuse to participate in any fear or any excuses as to why I can't become all that God's called me to be. And so I basically am saying I'm going to control the controllable. So the one thing that I did is there's a gap in my learning and understanding of social media. And so for the past three months, I have devoured some of the top experts in social media. Like I've taken these four books and I've devoured them probably two or three times. And I'm Mentally, getting a better picture of how I can level up my game in that area because that was one area that said, Hey, I'm, I'm going to control what I can control. And if people are going to be more online now than ever before, I want to learn how to up, up my game there. But more than anything else, even though social media is a big deal for some people, um, controlling the controllables is probably the thing that I own. And I could care less what coronavirus does, I could care less what this pandemic does. I've got my family and I'm owning what I can own.
1: Mm, that's so good thanks for sharing that Justin I'm going to repeat one of the things you said just because I want to make sure our listeners can catch that but you said I refuse to participate in any type of fear I love what you shared that is so good
2: yeah fear I mean fear doesn't come from God that's right like like the enemy has come to kill steal and destroy so if I understand that that's from the enemy and God has plans that are exceedingly abundantly more than I could ever ask or imagine I got to get my mindset right and so i I refuse to participate if there's fear there i'm gonna break through that wall because perfect love casts out fear
1: Hmm, that's so good that's so good hey transitioning to another question here um uh, we got to talk before we started the podcast interview that after this you're going to be going to watch your son play a big tennis match and i love hearing you say that um so the question i want to ask you is how do you manage your time when you are invested in participating in so many different things. Mm-hmm. You have a family. How do you manage your time so that every area of your life is thriving?
2: Oof, so you're exposing a massive weakness in my world, baby. So I'm just going to be brutal. So I told you that, you know, I, I never used to plan my life. I never used to like be intentional. And John Maxwell, when I, when I went through the certification with John Maxwell as a speaker, trainer, and coach, he said, basically, everything great is uphill. Everybody wants downhill results, but everything great is uphill, and when I realized I was a massive procrastinator, and I didn't manage my time well, I think Alan Lakin says, um, time is life. Waste of your time, and you waste of your life, and so I got really disciplined. Success loves discipline. I started to evaluate my time, so I I kid you not, I have this journal. I'm just going to show you a little picture here, but I've got a journal, and I started tracking my reality I started to track my days sun up to sundown and I wanted to see what do I do with my time where's my time actually going and it's amazing when you track everything just like a diet like someone a coach that's a a nutrition coach they tell you hey what are you putting in your diet and you have to track everything you put in your mouth and swallow that's right well if you're tracking life you got to track every activity and so I would track down to like one minute increments sometimes of what I did and it gives you a picture of your use of time and if God knows the number of hairs on my head how much more does he care about how I use my time if I'm his temple and so for me I began creating daily agendas and from sunup to sundown I have a daily agenda of where what I think I need to do to crush it today because today matters. Like, I don't, I care less about the past. I care less about the future. If I just freaking crush it today, success loves this. But If I live disciplined today, then my future is going to look pretty freaking awesome. Even without a great vision, I can make my life awesome by being a good steward of today. So for awesome. eight years, eight years, I've wow. been tracking my reality in setting daily agendas, some days better than others. I'm not perfect, but the days that I build an agenda and the days that I track my time, I think I probably produce 30 to 40% more productive, powerful work than the days that I don't do it. So it's just wow. been an amazing discipline to help me get better results in my life.
1: I love that, I love that. Hey, time is the one resource that you can't get more of, right? It's an equal and, playing field for all of us. So how are we gonna use it? That's what makes the difference.
2: I and, love and how Some you people, that. Some people um, are crushing it with the same number of minutes. Some people are crushing it 10 times my ability, in half the time, because they make better use of their minutes than I do. And so if I'm trying to run in such a way as to win the prize, if I'm gonna give an account of every minute to the King of Kings, then, then I feel like I'm supposed to be a much better steward and I should understand where is my time going. And most people, habitual mediocrity is not something that we like to admit. Right. But habitual mediocrity creeps in when we don't pay attention to how we're using our time. Mm. And so I don't want habitual mediocrity, like lukewarm, God says he wants to spit that out of our mouth. That's right. And so I just am like, okay, Lord, I'm going to surrender my days. I'm going to surrender my time and help me build a powerful day. And it's amazing what happens when you build the discipline to evaluate time and plan your time and plan the activities that you want to put in to crush it in life.
1: Mm, You nailed it. Thanks for sharing that, Justin. Yeah. I'm convicted right here. I'm. I'm like, let's go, baby. You get me fired <laughs> up. That is awesome. That's awesome. Hey, well, let's jump into a new segment. Uh, just. Uh, just so you know, and our listeners know, this is one of the first episodes of season two of the podcast. So. Oh, cool. We're celebrating one year, and we're switching it up for season two. We're getting some new segments. So one of our new segments is going to be top five. So I've uh-huh. asked you, Justin, what is your top five qualities that you look for in a successful person?
2: So for me, I, I go with core values. So what do I look for? if I'm putting someone on my team or what am I looking for, like the ingredients that would make them super successful? For me, I've got five, okay? So these are my five values. These would be the ingredients or the DNA of a person that I would be like, man, I'd love to have them on my team. Number one, love wins. So serving people out of a love for Christ and others, like thinking of others first, loving them, trying to help them succeed. Number two, it's gotta be courageous faith. I mean, you and I both have this word courage, right? So courageous faith for me is like living out a radical faith, pursuing big goals, going higher than I think is possible and having the courage to grow. Number three is own it daily, a mindset of own it daily, taking responsibility. Um, I'm reading it so I don't get it wrong here. Owning your role, owning your goals, um, your habits. It's like all the little things, the turtle wins the race. And so owning it daily is got to be there. Someone asked that. If they have that DNA, then I get really excited. Um, number four is honor first. So if if I honor you, that's that's a higher term than just respect. So for me, it's like honoring God, honoring the leaders above me, honoring my family, honoring my team members, not treating people like there's different classes, you know, CEO versus the janitor, like I'm going to honor everybody God puts in my face. And so I think for me to have a team that I get excited around. This person has to have an honor, a heart to honor others. And then lastly, generous giver, baby. I mean, we, if we're building a business, if you're trying to do something bigger than yourself, you have to be willing to be generous with your time, generous with your pocketbook, generous with your energy, generous with your, your, your stuff. And so I love spending time with people that are generous and I want to be generous to others, but, but everybody wants people's time. And so when I talk about generous giver, it's, you gotta be disciplined and focused on a few things. I can't be generous to everything, but for the things God's called me to, that's where I want to be generous. Makes sense. So
1: good. Yes. That's so So those are my five. I love it. Thanks, Justin. I want to point out one thing you talked about being generous with multiple things. I oftentimes think about time, treasure, and talent, the three T's, but you included one in there that I don't hear many people talk about. And I love that is energy man, energy is contagious, right? And when we can yeah. use our energy in a positive way to build people up and to bring enthusiasm to a project, that can change the room, that can change the day. So I love how you included that. And I've never thought of that before, being generous with my energy. I'm gonna so apply that,
2: man. We're on this call right now. And, and I could have all the same words and I could, I could just, you know, well, I think for me, Josh, it's love wins and courageous faith and own it daily and honor first and generous giver. I could give you no energy and this would be a pretty dull conversation and people would right. shut it off. But, but if I freaking bring the energy God's given me, mm. I could maybe impact them one or two more lives than if I'm just a freaking monotone speaker.
1: Yes. I love that. And you're yeah. certainly bringing that energy. Thanks, Justin. Awesome. Well, Hey, before we close, this will be our last question. I want to ask you, cause we have a younger audience. What is your best advice to a younger listener out there?
2: Oh, I love this question. So, um, I had a 93, uh, an 87 year old guy tell me this, and this was the best advice he gave me. And I'm going to pass this advice on. Um, he said, "When God tells you to do something, do it now." Wow. So my best advice is, he said, Justin. He goes, "It's instant obedience." He goes, "If if you if you hear that God wants to do something and you wait six months, he goes, that's not obedience." He goes, "Do it now." And so I would I would add to that and say, forgive yourself fast you're going to make mistakes and do not let the past hold you back from the future. Like you're going to mess up. You're going to blow it. You need to get inside you that the faster I fail, the farther I can go. It's when people hold on to their failure and maybe they didn't obey yesterday and they let that disobedience hold them back for a whole freaking week. Mm. What a wasted week. Yeah. And so forgive yourself fast and obey instantly. And then I would say choose discipline like choose the last fruit of the spirit and you will be able to have more love, more joy, more peace, more patience, more kindness, more gentleness because of your decision to live by the fruit of that spirit of self-control. And remember, success <laughs> loves discipline. That's like right. Live it, man.
1: That's right. I love it. Oh man, Justin, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, we are so grateful for you on behalf of everyone from one word. And I just really appreciate you being generous with your time and energy and your wisdom today. So thanks so much for joining us on this episode of the one word podcast. It
2: it was awesome, Josh. And I just want to tell you, I love your DNA. Like I love your pace. I love your smile. I love your grinding it out. You're figuring it out. And it's a total honor to be on your team. So I look forward to the, I look forward to the future, man. Definitely. Well, thanks for the encouragement.
0: All we can say is we warned you to take some notes. Man, we are so grateful that Justin was able to join us and give us some of his wisdom on success, on discipline, and on some incredible core values that we could all learn from and implement in our lives today. if you guys have not checked out the new One Word Brand website, go to www.onewordbrand.com and see for yourself. It is sweet. And again, please share this on social media, leave a review, give us a rating that helps us out tremendously, and we are pumped to see you guys soon for episode three of season two, but until then, have a good one.